Oh, good morning, everybody. I'm back. Sorry, didn't do a voice note yesterday. Dr. P was ill. Had to come in on the uh, old 7 a.m. workout. And uh, it was quite good, actually. I'm feeling of these workouts now, week three, 100%. Um, I managed to get some bit heavier dumbbells. And that's an important point, actually. If you're feeling these workouts are too easy, and I have a few emails come in like, oh, you know, these workouts, you know, I'm not feeling it. Well, the problem there is the weight's not heavy enough, and your rep speed is probably too fast. So you're not doing the three-second negatives. Like, everybody should be feeling these workouts at this point. Like, even the most advanced lifter in the world, it's all relative, yeah? The weight you're using should be near what you can do for 10 to 20 reps max, right? So you do those reps. By the end of it, you're nearly maxed out. You've nearly gone. Intensity, that means you can't do any more. And for some people, you can use heavier weights. Some people, lower weights. But no matter, we're all, we all should be at the same intensity. Does that make sense? So if you are feeling a bit easy, you, you need to up the weight to slow the reps down. Um, but before we go on to that and more of the protein stuff as well, just had an awesome weekend with my friends Nia and Emily. If you're listening, girls, hello. Um, I'm seeing them in two years since COVID came in between. So me, Nia, Emily, my cousin Dan used to do a lot of things together and enjoy the weekends. And I haven't had a week good weekend like that in ages. Do you know one where you actually feel refreshed after it? not one when you feel knackered and tired and i think is what what we realized on our weekend was we did have drinks we did eat food and go out to have a laugh spoke about deep stuff some stupid stuff took a piss with my cousin he nearly lost his head once we, we love to see it we love to see it he nearly went but maybe next time he'll explode <laughs> um but what we realized as a group we like because on the sunday we woke up restful and went for a walk and up to sloan square and nice weather it was cold but nice so we realized like there is no benefit really to staying out like beyond like 12 or 1 keeping on drinking there is really no benefit because you wake up the next day hungover you don't spend Sunday doing some nice stuff wholesome stuff and then you go to work on Monday feeling a bit shit and you're not 100% and actually when you feel on top of things you feel much better and the Monday is a big big part I know I talk about one day at a time no day is different every day let's make the most of it but Monday is that day where we feel we've got a nudge in the week or we feel like on the back foot straight away. So we came to that conclusion. I think it might come with age, you know, because we did lose to go out a lot and go out late, but maybe it does come with age, I don't know. But if you are younger or you still are going out and drinking a bit too much and regretting Sundays, I think one of the one of the top hacks you can do, especially if we don't go into another lockdown, if you think about the nights out you got over a year, say now what are 52 weeks, half of them at times when you're going out, and most of those ones are where you drink too much, then your Mondays and Tuesdays are wrecked. That's half your year's start of the week. Does that make sense? That's a big amount. That's a huge impact on your overall life, happiness and direction and what you're going to get out of those weeks. I think it's a huge impact. So I think one of the quickest ways to kind of upgrade your life essentially is to try and limit the damage you do with over drinking. And that's where we came to the conclusion. But what I will say as well is like having time off on weekends to do stuff with your friends, the friends you like, the friends that you get a lot out of, each other, your chats and, you know, good humor, all that stuff. You actually feel more refreshed than starting the week than you. Sometimes you see friends and they suck energy out of you or you kind of, you, you just, you, you just going out with each other because you, you do the out things with them. You just drink together and that's it. There's nothing more to that friendship than just drinking. Um, but I think if you've got the, if you find the right group of friends and you can have that break, you feel refreshed, you feel energized from it because it's like a wholesome thing. And uh, 
yeah, I've realised that this weekend because I don't really usually have breaks because I go, I work every day. So like, on Fridays the same as a Saturday, same as a Sunday, same as a Monday. But I've realised now the the Mondays are much better if I do have that weekend to just kind of, you know, enjoy really. Yeah, and not think about work and stuff. So I don't know if anyone is feeling they are on the hamster wheel and stuff, but having wholesome weekends off, very important. But anyway, enough about my weekend. More about protein timing. Because I think some people are questions in and I'm trying to answer the questions as they're coming in. So people, wait, I'm on topic here, but questions about protein intake. When should you eat protein? How many protein grams of protein per meal? There's a study done on postmenopausal women on you know protein timing. So they, they had a group that ate protein straight after the workout and then carbs later on. And then they had a group eat carbs straight after the workout and then protein a few hours later. And they checked their like um, muscle mass, fat mass and strength. And there was absolutely no difference in both groups. So the, the timing of the protein post-workout, the anabolic window as they call it, versus later on in the day, had no impact. So multiple studies now are showing that it's total daily protein intake that matters more for strength gain, lean mass, everything, than protein timing. So it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be too worried about if you're eating protein at the right times, okay? Don't use your mental energy in that. It doesn't make a difference. And these are the things we need to unleash from in the fitness industry. What doesn't actually make a difference? Well, Protein timing doesn't make a difference. Forget about it. Meal timing doesn't make a difference. Forget about it. What you actually eat, as long as you eat your macros, doesn't matter. So really, forget about it in a sense, but obviously we want to keep an eye on improving our micronutrient, micronutrient-dense foods, you know, the unprocessed foods, ideally. But don't put too much thought and worry into it, okay? Doing six workers a week, doesn't, we don't need to do that. Just focus on three. Just get your steps in. There's things and you don't have to work out every day. You don't have to do cardio for the sake of your fat loss. If we strip back all the stuff that doesn't matter, the fitness journey becomes way less, uh, you know, the weight, the burden of it is way less. It's like, oh, wow, actually. So if none of that really matters and it's just been all confused because people are trying to sell you stuff online and they're trying to come across like they're more intelligent by saying this and that time and this and X and protein, muscle protein synthesis, blah, blah, blah. If we just get rid of all the charlatans and say all that stuff and break it down, total protein for the day, eat it whenever you want, eat the meals whenever you want, whatever you prefer, right? So don't worry if you miss breakfast, you miss your lunch, just get the total macros in, just get your steps in daily, could be morning, could be evening, just get them in. Meal time, it doesn't matter. Workouts, three a week. As long as you're doing what we're doing, tracking the total volume, if you're just tracking your total volume and that's going up every week, like David says, that's where progress and results come from. That is, it's very, very simple. As long as your weight you're using is one to two reps in reserve. So you're doing the, as you're finishing a set, you could have potentially done two more reps if you had to push it. That's the perfect weight to use. Now, for beginners, some people, they stop way before two reps in reserve. You'll stop at 10 reps before it because you're not used to how far you can push the muscle but as you get more advanced, you do get closer to the one rep in reserve, the actual of it. So you want to push to near failure and then obviously three workouts a week with weights and track your volume. And if that's going up every week, okay, that's as simple as it gets to get in progress. You're hitting your protein, you're hitting your macros, you're doing the work, three workouts a week and the total volume is going up. Like 
that's how simple is that guys i mean we can't get more simple than that but think of all the confusion in between all that all the shit we've learned over the years that makes no difference to that those principles we have to detach from them we have to because your mental energy needs to be used on the things that are more important in your life your friends your family your career whatever things that bring you joy let's focus on that i don't want you to be sad that you didn't manage to get your protein shake in 30 minutes after the workout and now you're panicking because that's sad that's not good that's not the way to live let me tell you it's not but you see these on instagram get my shake in three minutes after workout you know get my six meal of proteins a day in you know you see these people it's like a, they're trying to virtue signal that they can do these things and it's just nonsense so what i'm trying to do is it's, it's, it's week three there's something called the valley of despair that usually kicks in around week three where you start off pumped, yeah, let's do a challenge, and you go, wow, okay, maybe it's a bit harder than I thought it fits into my life. Um, so what am I going to do? And then you, your motivation dips and you go, do you know what, I can't be asked, and you go back to step one in a few weeks. It's kind of yo-yo effect. But what you need to do in the valley of despair, if you're in the valley of despair where you think, oh, I don't know how to do it, you just got to keep going. You ride the wave, and eventually, week four or five, you're coming out of the valley and you feel on top of the world. Now, I promise you, if you stick to this week three, week four, week five, and you finish the program strong, you will feel on top of the world at the end of week five. You just got to keep going. You can have shit days. You can have terrible days, no doubt. You're going to feel like, ah, oh, is this getting, am I getting stronger? I did a worker this morning. People have gone from partial press-ups to full press-ups using different weights to higher weights. The total volume this week versus last week has gone up. Even though last week we went to three sets, and this week we've got three sets of three sets for each exercise, the same. So it is going to be a bit harder to put volume up this week. It won't go up nowhere near as much as between week one and two. But even if you go up a bit, that's it. A bit. That's all that matters. So you are going to go through this valley of despair. Oh, but week three is crunch time. It's the week to get through. If you can get through this week, if you can hold on and get through it, you're going to succeed in this challenge. And you will unlock the knowledge of how to train properly what well, matters for macros and weight loss and fat loss and muscle gain and you're gonna go into the new year in a far better position knowing exactly what to do about your health and fitness and i want to finish off with so i had a chat with nia my friend on weekend she's she's a teacher but she's head of department and obviously head of department's got to teach at the same time do all, all the extra work so it's a hell of a lot more workload than a you know a teacher that's not head of department and i'd ask her a question like we've got a lot of teachers in the on our membership and really a lot of people don't have time I was like how you know how do you get more time here like what are you doing to get more time to fit your workouts and stuff in and really the answer is you have to look at your own schedule and try and optimize it she says you can't just you know you can't learn you can't really be told by someone else so you've got to look at the day really and look at where you can cut things out and what's going to benefit you benefit the kids and benefit your entire life so she's like you know she doesn't really give homework because it's what is the benefit of homework are the kids actually doing the homework is it just like extra load for the kids to do? Is it extra work for you to mark? Is it worth doing? Probably not. When it comes to classroom, are you doing group teaching? Are you putting them into groups? Peer-to-peer -peer learning has been proven time after time to be the best form of learning. So you're learning from people on the same level as you. Our kids have been put into groups to learn 10, 15 minutes, sometimes in a lesson, maybe 20. Can that time used when they're doing peer-to-peer -peer learning, marking each other, helping each other? Obviously, at the end of the lesson, you go through the groups. But that 20 minutes, you've just got them to do work. Can you finish off some marking or some tasks? And she says, at half five, she goes home. She goes at half seven, gets her work, finishes half five, and she's out. Because she's realised, she used to be one of the teachers that kept going and going and going and going. 
and you can keep going and going and going and going forever with teaching, with some other jobs. There's nobody that's going to tell you to reduce your hours or reduce your workload to benefit you. You're the only person that can do that, right? So you have to take responsibility here and go, right, and look at the large picture. It's, it's easy to be like, yeah, i got to do all the marking every day because for the kids. But like, what's the impact of that marking on the kids' like, progression in reality? Especially if it's homework, that's not really the core work of the curriculum. And, you know, she works in the morning before going to the gym. You know, just being able to get up a bit earlier to do a workout. I've done a morning workout today. Um when I usually do evening and I feel much better with the day, much better. And I think it's only half an hour you need. I know it's easy for me to say, I don't have kids, I'm not a teacher. I do work a lot, but I'm not like at the mercy of teaching and marking and deadlines nearly every day with marking. But the lesson is, even if you're a teacher, even head of department, you have to put boundaries in. And you have to put boundaries in, and this goes for everybody with their jobs as well, and their weekends and stuff. You have to put boundaries in for you. You've got to say no, for you and once you get that right it's going to take time for everybody once you're going to get that right it's all smooth sailing especially as well if you take away all this nonsense stuff we believe about health and fitness and how we have to do this and that and this and eat this and eat that we don't have to worry about all that if we remove all of that as well and we put we put boundaries in our work we give that time back to ourselves we're going to be so much happier so have a look at your day try and optimize it remember all the stuff i've just said about you know don't be a perfectionist as well. Pull back from that. Perfectionism, you're just hiding behind perfectionism. Okay, remove perfectionism. Just do the basics, like I've said. If you're in the valley of despair, keep going, hold on. Put your workouts in this week. Try and up your reps. Try and up the weight if you can up the reps. Do something to increase your total volume. If not, it's fine, but try and do something. And at the end of this week, you're gonna start feeling it. This is the week, this is the turning point. Where at the end of this week, you can go, I'm definitely feeling stronger. And I want you all to get to that position. And if you haven't started the challenge yet, just start from week one and get involved in some of the Q&As. Simple. Don't worry too much about it. If you've missed the first two weeks because you're ill or whatever, or life's gone away, so be it. Let it go. Start now, week one. What else are you gonna wait for now? You know, you can debate, oh, I wish I, wish I wasn't ill, or I wish I could have started two weeks ago. It's gone, man. Get started now. Enjoy your day, guys. Remember your one big thing. Get that done and everything falls into place.